0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Driving While Female. Um, I wanted to go back over some winter driving tips because I know that the quality of the first episode was really poor. So, again, driving in the winter, we're getting into these months. Um, One thing my dad told me when I first started driving is to drive like you're on ice, and that goes for all the time. Now, what that means is, you know, slow down, but it's not just about speed, necessarily. It's also about the way you move, or the way you address situations. Uh, Don't make quick movements. Don't jerk the wheel. Don't accelerate quickly. Don't brake quickly. Just drive like you're on ice all the time, and you're actually, you'll get places faster. The other thing is if you are uncomfortable in the conditions, get off the road. Don't put yourself at risk and don't put the people around you at risk because you're scared. Um, Some of us are more comfortable driving in the winter and we can do these things and that's okay. It's also perfectly fine to shut it down. So another thing I wanted to talk about that relates to winter is chaining up. Now before I go into actual safety while chaining I want to note that there are a lot of people who feel that when chains are required it's better to just get off the road. Uh, There's nothing wrong with this Um, from a safety standpoint. Honestly they're probably right. Uh, But there are a lot of us out here that Do have to chain. Now if you are one of those people who does believe that if the weather requires chains you shouldn't be out there to begin with, I'm gonna suggest that you stay out of the Northwest. Uh, Chaining is inevitable up here. I've got plenty of friends who actually do feel this way and during the winter they go south and they stay in more of the southern states to prevent themselves from being in a situation that they don't feel as safe. For those of you who are going to be out here chaining, I just want to share some safety tips. Wear bright colored clothing or reflective clothing and move your truck as far to the shoulder as you can get it in the chain up area. Um, I personally try to spend as little time on the driver's side as possible because at least once a year I hear about somebody getting killed while chaining up. I try to stay aware of my surroundings and do that part as quickly as possible. Uh, Another thing while chaining, if the state law requires a drag chain, I'll put it on the passenger side so as I'm not on the driver's side where there's traffic going by that may or may not see you or may slide into you. Uh, Another option, because chaining does take some time, is if you're not If you don't want to be out there as long, and you do have the money to afford them, I would suggest auto chains. Uh, The drivers I've talked to that have them, really love them, they push a button, they don't have to actually get out of their truck, and it makes it a safer experience. Uh, I also know drivers that use the socks that go over your tires, and those take about five minutes to put on. Uh, You're still going to have to learn how to chain, because if you need a drag chain, you're not going to put a sock on your trailer. Also, when you do chain up, you can only do about 35 safely without risking breaking a chain in good snowpack. If you're in a state, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but Oregon, where they're going to require you to put chains on when the road conditions don't really merit it, you can't use socks because you're just going to tear them up if there's not enough snow on the ground sorry about that got a phone call but if there's not enough snow on the ground and you do use socks it's just gonna blow holes in them Uh, even with chains if you're running on dry pavement or there's not a good snowpack uh, you can really only do about 10-15 miles an hour without risking breaking a chain or wearing out the metal so that they're going to break so when I started this podcast, I wanted to make sure it wasn't just my opinions on here. And I talked to a really good friend of mine who's been out on the road for longer than I have. And she, one of her suggestions when it comes to chaining is to do your own work. And I agree with this. Everyone needs to know how to chain, even if it's not something that you're comfortable doing or you're going to stay in the southern states. I mean... Once in a while, it snows in Alabama, so it's something that everyone needs to learn how to do. Uh, If you do need help, you know, don't be afraid to ask for it. Don't let your pride get in the way of asking someone to show you how to chain or assist you when you're doing something. And, I mean, this goes for more than just chaining, but just everything in general. But do your own work. Be able to do your own work. Um, One of the things that she mentioned was people who get into situations where they're driving team, whether it's with a spouse, or a boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, or even just another co-driver, where the co-driver ends up doing the difficult parts of the job. Now, that's fine. If you've got that kind of a relationship where, okay, I'll do this and you do this, that's okay, but you still need to know how to do it, because... You never know if that person's going to get sick, or maybe they get injured on the job, and then if you can't do all the parts of your job, you're going to be out of work. Alright, I'm going to give you something from my personal experience. I'm really short. I'm just under 4'11", so there are some things that are more difficult for me or that I can't reach. Specifically, when I'm running trailers that have roll-up doors, the straps that hang down that you have to grab to pull the door down, I can't always reach those. Now most of the time, there's someone around who's taller than me that can, and I'll ask for their assistance. I'll be like, hey, tall person, can I borrow you for a sec? And most people are really good about that. But I'm not always in situations where there is someone who can help me. So for that specific situation, I've used a fifth wheel puller or even like a broom handle to wedge into the handle of the door to pull it down. We need to be able to find ways to work around our limitations and do every aspect of our job ourselves. A story my friend mentioned about people not being able to do their own work or whining on the CB for somebody else to just chain up for them rather than asking for assistance or um asking to be shown how to chain they just don't want to do the work at all now i you know i mean i get that but when you do that it perpetuates the stereotype or the idea that women have no business being out here and that we're more of a novelty and we're not real truckers So it hurts everyone around you when you refuse to do your own work. So when it comes to trucking, uh, there's something really cool, and this is an issue that pertains to women specifically, but also to other marginalized groups. Uh, In a lot of industries, we hear about wage inequality and about how... People either find out later on that they're getting paid less than their coworkers or they're not giving advancement opportunities or what have you. And this sucks. It does. Um, In trucking, that's not really an issue. If you're a driver and there's another driver with an equal amount of experience, you're going to be paid the same rate per mile or the same percentage. And your wage, what you actually bring home, is based on how hard you're willing to work. And the longevity, how long you've been with the company, Um, it's also based on the experience that you have coming into whatever position it is. But you're never going to get into a situation in trucking where you're getting paid less just because of who you are. Uh, Another thing that's really cool about it is that there are people from all different backgrounds in the trucking industry, and it's not... A place where I mean yes we are the minority as females but there's opportunities for everyone the other cool thing about the industry is that if you're at a company or working for a place and you don't enjoy it or you want to do something different or there's policies that you don't agree with uh, you can just move to another company uh, right now there's a huge driver shortage, and so there's a lot of mobility. The other thing is that if you're one of those drivers that does hop from company to company, that's not really looked down on in this industry. I mean, a lot of industries, if you're not with company for a set amount of time, they're going to kind of, you know, back off of you and say, ah, I don't know, do we really want to take a risk on this person? In trucking, you're almost expected to try different things out because there is a lot of mobility. So if you do find yourself in a situation where you're not being paid what you feel you should be paid or you're not being appreciated, you can have another job in like half an hour. It really is that simple. I also talked to my dad about this podcast and he goes, oh, you've got to tell this story. So, a little background on my dad. He's been driving since before I was born, and he's got a ton of experience. But, you know, all of us still make mistakes. And his story was, he had picked up a trailer and had slid the axles to make sure that his weight was correct, his weights were right. And he goes driving out, and the first stop sign he comes to, when he hits his brakes... The trailer tandems slide all the way to the back, and it was like, bang! And he goes, oh, man, I forgot to lock him in. And I'm sharing this story because even if you have decades of experience, you're still going to make mistakes once in a while, and that's okay. You know, I mean, just be careful. Remember to check over your work so that you don't, or the incidence that you make mistakes is less. So what can happen if you forget to walk in your trailer, in your axles? Uh, If you're going at highway speeds and you have to slam on your brakes, there have been times where the trailer tandems can actually go all the way through the ICC bar, and then your trailer's laying on the ground and the tires are in the middle of the road. So that's like worst case scenario. Minor, you know, if you're just easing into a stop because your trailer tires are going to lock up before your tractor does or before the entire vehicle comes to a stop and if they don't have that resistance there from it being locked in they're going to slide back. Now not only can this mess up your weights or the jolt can tip over a pallet but it's also not going to feel real great so be careful when you are sliding your tandems make sure you're locked in before you take off. I'm going to end this episode by saying, take care of yourselves. Remember to take time to do self-care, like whether that's getting a shower or getting out of the truck or doing something you enjoy, because this job, it's more of a life choice than just a job. It's a career. It's something that's going to take up an incredible amount of your time. And sometimes we forget to take time for ourselves. And if you do, if you're just running and running and running, you're going to burn out, you're going to be miserable. So remember to take time for yourself, do the things that make you happy, and, you know, enjoy being out here.